Clearstone County contains explicit language and graphic content of all kinds and is not suitable for sensitive listeners or anyone under the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 5, Trick of the Light, Part 2, narrated by Luke Mott. I awake Monday morning with the sunrise and go about the mundanity as usual. After I've washed and dressed, I make my way to my shop in Cedar Rock, hauling the new wares with me. Upon arrival, I notice upheaval in the streets, specifically a crowd gathered around the sheriff's office. I hitch my wagon in the alley behind my shop and make my way inside to set out the new products. I walk out onto the porch to watch the commotion down the street and await potential customers to arrive. From what I can hear, I gather they found Lillian's body earlier that morning and are demanding immediate recourse. The town sheriff, Arthur Brandow, addresses the concerned citizens as best he can, but they quickly respond with reprimands of laziness and ineptitude. Overwhelmed, he retires to the jailhouse and the town preacher, Father Samuel Quincy offers a short sermon regarding the kingdom of God beyond death. The townspeople seem to rescind their outrage for a moment and bow their heads with him while he offers a prayer. What gullible cretins. After Father Quincy says amen, the crowd disperses to their respective lots going about their days, leaving the knowledge of demons and monsters in the back of their minds. Nearing the afternoon, Father Quincy arrives accompanied by the head nun, Sister Edith. Good afternoon, Mr. Khan. Quincy's tired eyes sit in sunken sockets and his leather skin pulls his mouth into a perpetual scowl. When he speaks, his eyes close and he leans his head back like he's nodding into a sleep of death. We've missed you at Sunday worship as of late. I've found comfort in other fulfilling enterprises, especially since the passing of my mother. Yes, we all felt the grief of her passing. We are deviating from the purpose of our visit. Which is what, Father? I'm sure you have heard the tragic news. 
Such a horrendous thing to happen to one of God's children. Indeed, sister. Yes, I heard the bones of it. Well, it seems we can use your particular set of expertise. We're holding a candlelight vigil at the chapel this evening and would love for you to provide the candles. The church is prepared to make a sizable purchase from your shop for the occasion. Why is my shop the one to receive such generous patronage? It seems you are regarded as somewhat of a artist by the townspeople. Specifically because of the use of fragrance oil with your products. I must say, I'm flattered by the kind words of the citizens and would love to offer my assistance. How many are expected to be in attendance? The congregation is upwards of 120 of the 200 citizens. But I'd say one for every local, as a precaution. As it turns out, Father, I've found a need to purge my wares recently and would love nothing less than to donate my entire catalog to the event. All of your candles? Well, how about that, Father? Isn't that kind? Indeed. May I ask, why such a gracious gesture? Consider it an overdue donation in honor of my late mother. That is... Awfully kind of you, Mr. Khan. It'd be my genuine pleasure, Father. Let me close up shop, package everything, and deliver it to you by sunset? Very good. They turn to leave, and Quincy looks over his shoulder just short of the door. Will you be attending the service tonight, Mr. Khan? I think I just might. After lunch, I closed the shop, packaging nearly every candle in stock. I designate each of my cherubs to their own marked crate and intersperse them with my lower-tier beef tallow-scented candles. As I seal each lid, I think of those inside and reminisce. My body swells with the bittersweet feeling of letting go. What I assume one feels like when they bid farewell to a dear friend, not knowing for certain if their paths will ever cross again. I pack the crates into my buckboard wagon swimming through a haze. Numb, I snap the reins and my horse trots through the alley and turns right towards the church. Father Quincy is waiting for me by the iron wrought arches when I arrive. Henry Kahn, we are truly blessed to have you with us this evening. Blindly, I reach for his hand and hop to the ground. Members of the congregation, nuns and altar boys, swarm my wagon, hauling the crates to the inside of the church. My breath quickens and my heart races. I pat my coat pocket, feeling the lump of the same burnt nub of Evelyn. My mouth has begun quivering, and I jut my jaw, trying to hide my pain. 
He embraces me and I shiver, nearly spilling over with emotion. It is okay, my son. We are all in mourning this evening, some more than others. No need to hide how you are feeling. I fight the urge to rescind my offer to pack my life's work back into the wagon and race off into the night far away from here. I steady my feet and remind myself of the beauty to be witnessed. Father Quincy lightly presses on my back, guiding me up the walkway and into the chapel. When I enter, I see the whole of the town dispersed throughout the pews and among the side aisles. I situate myself in the back near the Narthex entrance. Father Quincy walks to the pulpit and splays both hands towards the congregation. Let us bow our heads in silent prayer. Alone, I stand in the back and watch as each member bows their head and closes their eyes. I feel inclined to follow suit but refrain, knowing God has no use for a monster like me. Some wipe the tears from their eyes and others just sit completely still in silence. I spot the parents of Lillian, Franklin, and Noreen, who I became familiar with during my pursuit of their daughter. They face the congregation seated next to Father Quincy, who raises his head, opens his eyes, and says, Amen. It is with a heavy heart that we are gathered here this evening to pay our respects to one of our neighbors, one of our friends, and one of our children. A child of God taken far before her time, Miss Lillian Whitaker. Now I'm sure that many of you are asking yourselves, how can God allow such vehement suffering to befall such innocence, such beauty? To allow a glimmering beacon of hope to be taken from such a cruel and tyrannical world. Why does God not protect his children from such blind malice? from such disregard to the sanctity of human life? One cannot say for certain what thoughts dwell in the mind of God, nor what his intentions truly are. But when I reach into my heart of hearts, I am stricken with a feeling of comfort Perhaps God saw the beauty and innocence inside of sweet Lillian and allowed her to face the preeminent trials, knowing that she would sit next to him in the throne room of heaven upon completion. Let us not forget the trials his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, faced before his ascent into heaven. Let us not forget the whips and chains he suffered at the hands of his accusers, his followers, his friends. 
Let us not forget the crown of thorns forced upon him and the mockery he endured before hiking to the top of Golgotha and succumbing to his wounds after being nailed to the cross, crucified like a common murderer. Lillian, too, faced such trials. Just as Lillian, too, has ascended into heaven. I know this to be true in the deepest corner of my heart. And I find solace knowing that her assailant will face tribulation and suffering at the hands of Satan himself, all the while wading through a lake of fire beyond the gates of hell. So let it be here tonight that we light the candle, raise our voices on high, and let Satan know there is no darkness that can snuff out the light of God. A light which we carry inside of ourselves. With this, Father Quincy walks to the transept, grabs a candle, and returns to the pulpit. The pipe organ begins lamenting as Father Quincy passes the flame to Franklin Whitaker, who then passes it to his wife Noreen, who passes it to another congregation member. This continues until all candles have been lit, save one, the one I hold in my hand. A girl no more than eight walks towards me with an outstretched hand holding a candle lit with the fire of each of my cherubs. The light flickers across her innocent face, smiling and at peace. My breath shakes as she carefully steps, eyes intently watching the flame dance atop the wick. I reach my candle out to hers, and the wick flutters in the gentle breeze of my breath. Peace be with you. She says, then turns and walks back to her family who look on with pride. I scour the room and see the sheer beauty of my art. My love lighting the faces of each person, each soul combined in such magnificence such glory. Love washes over me, one I have never known, and tears stream down my face. I look down at the candle and see the flame struggling to stay lit. I cut my hand around the flame, protecting it, and feel the warmth spread over my palm. An urge overtakes me and I bring my sleeve to the flame, longing for the love to engulf me, wanting this moment to take me into the farthest reaches of eternity. The flame crawls up my shoulder and down my body, searing pain envelops my skin, comforting and serene. Ablaze I fall to my knees, welcoming the agony, embracing the love given to me by my muses, my sweet cherubs. I hear screams from the congregation, and I look up to see the girl clawing at her father, trying to escape, not to see the horror. When our eyes meet, 
I know the terror surging through her, unable to scream, unable to run. I know she sees me. She sees beyond the inferno. And I smile knowing that as I burn in the back of the church, I am no longer a monster hiding in the dark. This episode of Bearstone County was written, directed, and produced by Luke Mott, with musical themes, scores, and sound design by Luke Mott. Starring Luke Mott as Henry Kahn and Father Quincy. Mitra Mott as Sister Edith. Elvira Mott as the little girl. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave a rating or review on whatever streaming service you listen on, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter at Bearstone County. Stories written in their original format can be found on our website, somniaticarts.com slash County. Thank you for listening.